Welcome to the Luke Page Podcast. In today's episode, we're going to be discussing a way in which you can start making sales every single week. How would you like that? Um, how we're going to do it is we're going to discuss Evergreen strategy. What's Evergreen? Well, Evergreen is basically where you can create a program that has the ability to take on new clients every single week, plus scale that. So interesting episode. Sounds good. Sounds good to me. Hope it sounds good to you. Well, you're here with us. So uh, let's get into it. All right, here we go. You're listening to the Luke Page Podcast, the number one podcast specifically made for coaches. Get ready for out-of-the-box conversations from the world's leading coaches and experts. We're going to be talking all things business, health, happiness, and just being the most amazing human being that you can. Why? Well, I ask, why not? See, we're only here once. We've got one life, so let's make this thing count. I believe that we can have it all. All the money, all the love, all the joy, all the success, all the excitement. I'm here for all of it. And if you are too, then come along with me. Let's do this. All right, so evergreen stuff, right? You're the first guest that I've had on to chat about evergreen. Um, would you say that you're the evergreen evergreen queen? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Have you labeled yourself that yet? I don't know if I yet? would label myself <laughs> that, but I know a lot about it, I'll say. Yeah. So, like, what got you into um, Evergreen? Like, a, probably what I want to get out of this podcast is, number one, understanding what is Evergreen. What's the alternative to Evergreens? Why should people consider it? And then, look, I know we're talking over a podcast here, but if we can talk some sort of strategy where the listener can walk away and go, hey, I, I've got an idea and maybe I can put something together to start moving towards this if that's what I want. So first thing, if you can just explain, if anyone that doesn't know what an evergreen strategy is or an evergreen program, I mean, ultimately, what are we talking here? Is evergreen a strategy? Is it a program? Like, what is it to you? Yeah, so the way we describe Evergreen is basically selling every single week and the ability to enroll a person at any time into your program. So we try to keep it super simple. It's like sales every week, clients coming in and clients being able to enroll in your program and being able to get a result because we don't just want to dump at least our philosophy and our mission is to change lives and to have our clients change lives. So we don't want just a, a, program that you're just like dumping people in that the client isn't going to get results like client satisfaction we actually want it to go up because you're selling all the time not go down right so you're basically saying there that the evergreen is not just um that i guess that you because i i I guess with you thinking evergreen i think when i when i initially heard of it my understanding when I first come across Evergreen was that you had um, basically like as opposed to running a, a webinar once every 90 days, you would have this mm-hmm. Evergreen webinar that's open every single day, um, every single moment, that type of thing. So it's it's open to basically deliver the webinar, whatever it is to someone. That's Evergreen. But then you're also saying it's not just that necessarily. It's not just the marketing strategy and the sales strategy. It's also creating a program that supports where you can take on people anytime. So that's what mm-hmm. that's what you're saying. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. So like what's the alternative to that? What do you see 
um, a lot of, say, you know, my, my audience are coaches. What do you see a lot of coaches doing that, say, isn't evergreen? How are they kind of doing things? Well, I would say usually the other, the alternative is really like your launch style. And that's where you bring in a cohort of people. You do a few times a year where you bring people in and it's very, it's very linear. Everyone starts and stops at mm. the same place. Yep. So that's, that really is the alternative. And what we've found is when you have the ability to sell all the time, you can kind of work with a hybrid model. Many of our clients do a hybrid model where they will do a launch, but then they'll do a launch a few times a year. Like we have one client who they're teachers, they have a reading program, and now they're doing a big summer push to get people in, to get their their parents in for their kids for the summer. But the rest of the year, they're doing their evergreen weekly sales system. So it can, it can be both, mm-hmm. but the bottom line is we're in business, so you really want a way to serve people all the time. Mm. So what's the downside if you're doing, say, the 90-day launch model? And you're kind Where of taking people on, yeah? So you're taking... <laughs> You're taking groups of people on at the same time. They start at the same time. They finish at the same time. I mean, two downsides is in 90 days, a lot can happen. So it actually is quite risky because you're going one 90 days without revenue. Yes, you have you have payment plans. Most people, not everyone has a payment plan. So you you really aren't generating new revenue. But the other downside is there's not there's a lack of data in what is happening in the marketplace for those 90 days. So if you have new, if you're not bringing in people and asking for the sale for 90 days, and let's be honest, a lot of people launch a lot less than 90 days. So if mm. you're not going from cold lead to buyer in six months, the entire, like the Facebook, the Facebook ads marketplace has completely shifted in the past six to 12 months. What used to work doesn't work as well anymore. And we are collecting that data every single week looking at, and I don't know how nuanced you want to be, but we're looking at the ad sets that are converting. We're looking at the emails that, so we're keeping track week after week. But if you're not if you're not selling for six months, mm. then you're taking a lot. You're taking on a lot of risk. Mm. Yeah, that's a that's a big one, isn't it? So it's almost like that. You know, it takes time to if you're working with that. It takes time to figure out what exactly works. And then if you put in the time to do that, which does take time, um, which you're going to have to invest money to learn these things. And then you just go, okay, cool. I do my launch and then I stop. You've got to do that whole process over again, which is a good one. I've actually, um, I've got a program called The Leading Coach, which I've been running for uh, over four years. And I recently, like um, I have just started doing like an evergreen type program. Um, I was doing the 90 day thing and I just found that great when you had good launches, sucked when you didn't. Um, so there was that going on. But I, oh, do you know what it was yeah. happening? It was like I was... Um, and it was, it was like hit me kind of midway through last year. I'd do a launch and say we're starting at July the 5th, yeah? And then a week or so or a few weeks later, I had people going, hey, Luke, I want to join. And I'm like, oh, we're, we're locked out. We're not starting for another three months. And I was turning people away. And I was like, this is stupid. This is dumb. So um, I completely get in regards to the problems. What you've mentioned there about, um, you know, analyzing the ads and the performance. I've just mentioned there about 
the the problems where okay, if you're only set with a locked in date, you know you you you're probably going to be turning clients away. And can you get them to put a deposit down and all that type of thing for the next one? Of course you can, but not everyone is will do that because a lot of people are like, well, I want coaching now, I want help now, I don't want to wait, you know, four three months or whatever it is. So can you think of any other typical problems that you might they like coaches might come across if they're doing that? 90-day launch model or whatever it is, yeah. Well, one of the other things that we see is when everyone when you when you have the open enrollment, you have this real like I I find we find in our program and with our clients, it actually really builds community because what happens is a new person say a new person comes in on a Monday and they post in the Facebook group and they have a question mm-hmm. and they're not yet acclimated to the community, but what happens is the people who've been there a while swoop in if you build your community Community, right yeah and they will support and they're they're helping so right away that new person gets to see oh my gosh this is a really great place this was a really great decision just reinforces them being there and the, that the choice that this was a really great investment because that is really important especially well for any for any type of investment so you you not only have people when you're in a launch model, everyone's starting at the same spot. So at, at the beginning, you know, you do feel there's, there's a little bit of floundering, right? When you join a new program, you're kind of looking for your ground. But when there's people who've been there for a year, a year and a half, two years, three years, mm-hmm. and they can come in and be like, hey, I got you. Here's the answer. It actually creates a really great community and, and safe space that you may not have if you're doing that, like stop, stop and start, start and stop cohort. Mm, that's a good one. Now with mine, because I've just started mine a, probably about a month ago. So I, I don't have him this new evergreen style thing. I don't have people that have been in there for a year. My thoughts were in regards to what you said there, which is a great point. Um, my thoughts were, were, okay, see if someone comes in and they're not up to the, you know, the experience, they haven't had the time like the rest of the group, they might be intimidated to speak up at the coaching sessions because they're like they might feel, oh, these people are so advanced, and I'm I'm not, and I've you know I've really tried to make it clear, hey, you know we we it's all about being vulnerable here. Don't worry about where everyone else is. You know you concentrate on yourself, everything like that. Do you have any tips around that? Where um, it does it is it is it a matter of things where it's like okay, as as the program and the time goes by. You create the community like you said there and it's like you create the standards on how everyone should show up and the expectations. So when a new person comes in, they are really supported. Like can you give any advice around, yeah, say if someone does go to this model and you've got someone new joining in, what's like the best actions and steps we can take so they feel the most comfortable as opposed to it's like, oh my gosh, I'm jumping into some highly experienced group I don't know anyone I'm a little bit scared and timid and I don't want to speak up yeah yeah I do have I do have a few things and we can go deeper on any one of them but one when you are in an evergreen model when you're enrolling people all the time it's really important your onboard is like feeling like Oprah's greatest gifts I probably need a better a more current analogy than like Oprah's greatest gifts but 
you really want to get them, like your entire onboard should be acclimating them to the community. So one thing that's not on the call, but one thing that we do is show them like what success looks like in our program. And that does not mean this is how much you're making. It means like these are the behaviors of successful clients in our program. They show up to call a call once a week. They ask questions. They share wins. And we have nice. four or five points to show them kind of how to be in the program. And that's really important because it really shows them how they should operate. And then yeah. when you're on the call, you wanna you want to acknowledge every person on the call, but you wanna you do also really want to show the range of what's happening on the call. So you can do this in a few ways, but for example, on every one of our calls, we share wins. So now I I also, like as the leader of the call, I'm sharing a win, but I'm not coming on here being like, we made this much money. I'm sharing like, hey, you know, I was able to, I was able to um, leave, I don't know, like something with my kid probably. Like we take a, we take not just the big wins. Yeah. And I say every single week, like, there's no quantifying this. There's no qualifying this. Any win that is a win in your book is a win in our book. Mm. And people, we've trained people to share all different types of wins. So like maybe my win is I actually went for a 30-minute walk outside instead of a 10-minute walk. And I got to stay outside for longer. So I, I make sure that I show I'm not just qualifying things. And then you pull from the community too. Like, hey, Michelle, can you share about the time that you all so went through this and you really just want to show like there there is a range here and it's all it's all safe and it does it starts with the person leading the call nice love that yeah big big one as a, as a leader it's like we need to go first we need to show up and demonstrate how mm-hmm. to be the role model and how to act Hey, just want to quickly jump in here to tell you about this awesome new training that I've put together. It's called the three steps to get to 10K a month as a coach. Now, if you're a coach and you're currently making under 10K each month and you want to know how you can get there for yourself, how you can be doing 10K months, month after month, then you probably want to check out this really awesome training. I've kept it short, only goes for 14 minutes. You don't even need to opt in, so save your email for another spammer. To watch it, head to www.lukepage.com.au forward slash 10k i'm gonna pop that link in the show notes but anyway let's get back to the episode um so let's talk about we've got an idea on okay i guess some of the problems that you could have if you're doing the 90 day launch model what about the evergreen style what are some problems there now um i know i know this is your jam right but what are some possible problems if someone's a little bit like skeptical and they, they're a little bit, um, you could say, slightly married to the 90-day launch model. Um, and they're like, okay, but you've got problems here. Can you speak some of those possible problems out with doing Evergreen? What are some possible problems? Well, you have to learn, you, you do have to learn how to balance selling and serving. Like that's just hands down what you have to be able to do. Mm. And I also think that with, the evergreen like there's no there's no procrastinating and for me and our family and our business that's a really good thing I don't like procrastinating I don't like fluff I don't like overworking but in the launch model 
and I've been there too before we went fully all in on this where it's like, well, you could essentially, like, if you're going to a 90 day launch, like you could not work on your launch for like up until right before. Yeah. You could procrastinate. You could say like, oh yeah, I don't really need to do those open cart emails. I'm going to do them. You know, I'm just going to, I'm just going to write them the day of. Mm. So the evergreen does not let you hide. It does not let you procrastinate. If you are not getting sales every single week, you have a problem and you can't hide from that problem. And to be honest, some people can't take that because when it's not working, you either have to make a change and you have to fix it or not. But both are kind of, both are uncomfortable. Yeah, cool. Awesome. Good good insight. So let's have a look at um, someone is okay. Maybe the evergreen's right for me. Maybe this is what I should consider. I'm sick of those 90-day launches. I'm sick of the inconsistency. I want sales coming every single week. That sounds cool. Um, what's like a first step in putting this together? What do they need to know? And I know that we've got 21 minutes, Nicole, so I'm yeah. on the time. I mean, the simplest, the simplest thing is it can be so much simpler than then anyone makes it. You need to make an offer to someone. You don't need a sales page. You need a way for them to pay you. You need a clear description of the deliverables. But you need to make an offer to someone. And chances are if they're here with you, they have some type of audience. So you need to make an offer to someone every week. And I mean, that's the simplest way. So whether that is a sales call, whether that is an Instagram live, whether that is a simple email. We always start with like exactly where your feet are planted. Start where you are. Look at the people in front of you. The only thing that you really need is a person and an offer that they want. Like those are the those are the two things that you need. Um, and then I'm hearing someone say, but look, if I, if I post an offer on my Instagram stories every week. Aren't people going to get sick of hearing my offers? Maybe, but how many times did it take for you to make a purchase of something? If the the right person who has a problem, who they're actively seeking to solve it, if they know and think that you're the right person, how how many times can they say no before they say yes? Hmm. So you can think about it like I'm annoying people or you can think about all the times that you needed to see something however many times before you made a purchase. So I, I choose to come from the place of like, this is my service. This is my, my business is my purpose. It's my yep. dharma. I can help someone. So if I need to if I need to say it every single day, I'm going to do that because it's going to help. It's going to help someone. I'm not worried about the people I'm annoying because they're, they have the free will to unfollow and that that's fine too. Mm, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a common one where if you're not used to selling, it's very, it's a very common like belief. Hey, if I speak too much about the thing I'm selling, people are just going to get annoyed. But the way that you've put it there, it's, people have free will they can keep following or they can unfollow it's so true so what do we got to worry about i guess in that case they're kind of like i don't want to lose followers what do you say to that i mean 
then you're going to have a problem in business because no matter what, it doesn't matter. Like even everyone loses followers. What are you making it? What are you making it mean? Mm-hmm. It doesn't if you are living your life by your follower count, then like that actually is a bigger is a bigger issue to me. Yeah. Like you're in business, your business, and I, I, I think that's that can be the tricky space with personal brands that we are so wrapped up in what we do because we have really big hearts, but mm-hmm. you are not your business. That's mm-hmm. the thing. And if you are walking around like you are your business and all your emotions and your humanness is wrapped up in your business, then you are holding your business back because your business doesn't need all of your humanness it needs traffic it needs leads and it needs sales and it needs a process to get people results those are and and team so five things Mm. it needs like five things and if you are so worried about your followers or you're so worried about being salesy then you're not serving your business because your business has needs and that is not one of them Mm. yeah with the follower thing it's like all you have to remember is the right people will stick around, the wrong people won't. And it's like, well, if your goal is to get clients and help these people, then that's the right people. They'll stick around. The people that get pissed off by you selling and talking about your program, they're obviously the wrong people. So why are you worried about them racking off? Um, racking off. Do you know what racking off means, by the way, Nicole? I, I Australian don't, but term. I can. I- I can I can assume. And the other thing I'll say is like we have people who when they buy, they've un, they've left our list, like they've unsubscribed. We've had people who are like, "Oh, I didn't get your I didn't get an email yet." And then we go in and check. We're like, "That's cuz you unsubscribed." Mm. No big deal. Like I I yep. have zero attachment to that. Yep. Or they've uns, they've unfollowed me on social media and then they come back. Interesting. So yeah. It's nothing personal. Yep, yep, yep. That's a good one. It's like, mate, whatever happened in the moment, they unfollowed or they unsubscribed and then it's like things change. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I've had that before. I've had like people where I've like, you know, when you you hear from someone, you follow them or whatever and they keep coming up and you're like, oh, there's something about them you don't like, but then something changes and you're all of a sudden buying their bloody program. Oh, definitely happens. You're like, oh, they they just activated me or triggered me, whatever word you want to use. And... Mm. I needed to learn that or they were a mirror or what, whatever that is. And then once you learn the lesson, then you can learn from it. That's a good one. I remember Gary V when I first come across him. I thought he was a dickhead. And now, now I love him. So that's just, it's, a, it's, it's like I think sometimes we make judgments of people without actually knowing them. Once we get to know them, mm-hmm. then we go, oh, wait, I actually like this person. Okay, so with yeah. the offers... There's, um, I just mentioned there about posting a story, um, mm-hmm. but there's other ways of making offers to people, right? Other than posting an Instagram story. So like what are other ways of getting an offer in front of people? I mean, how old school do you want to take it? Yeah, I let's mean, go. Anything. There's, there's literally like how we started our business was like local, in person, like literally like going to yoga studios, going to the gym, like literally walking into places, putting up flyers. That's, I mean, if you need to, if you need business, like you are hurting for cash, your local community is literally the best and fastest way to, Mm. to make money. Like it, we, we sit, we can sit and we can hide behind social media and we can do posts, but it might take you 
three months to get a client online, if you go find a place to speak in your local town, you can get clients way faster. So local is huge, completely underrated. For people who are just starting out, it is like, I I can't recommend it enough. Um, Then of course you have your email list, you have webinars, you have live streams, you have other people's audiences, you have speaking, like we're doing collaboration, Mm. like we're doing here today. Leveraging other people's audiences is another really, really great, um, great way to grow your audience and get your offer in front of people. Beautiful. I love that you said about the local thing. I talk about it all the time. Um, Oh, do you? Yeah, I say the exact same thing that you just said there. For example, if you're a health coach, um, you can sit here and compete. Let's say you're starting a health coaching business. You can sit here and jump up, open up your Instagram account, sit and hide behind your phone and compete against the bloody millions of health coaches and PTs out there. Or you can go walk down to your local gym and stand out the front and hand out your bloody business card. You'll get a client within a day probably. Like, But the thing is, is that that's, that's uncomfortable. Literally how I started, yeah. being a health coach in a gym, yeah. getting, client, getting clients like that. And if you have the resilience like mm-hmm. to do that, like that, I used to hate, I don't know, I don't know if you actually, if you did that, but like I used to hate that. Mm. People are so worried to sell online, go sell to someone's face. Yeah. <laughs> like that'll make you sweat. Yeah. That's great practice. Yeah, no, nah, definitely. 100%. I am an advocate for that. I mean, I've, I've kind of grown up doing sales, so I've done all that stuff. And wow, it mm. is uncomfortable, but it's actually, there's zero competition. So guess what? When there's zero competition, you'll actually get the clients out of it. Oh my God, love it. Okay, so we've talked about number one is um, we've got to make an offer to someone. Yeah, that's kind of the first step. Well, what's step number two for setting up and making this evergreen thing work? So make an offer is the first one. And then make an offer, find more people to make more offers to. So our first, really, if you want to just talk about the phases, the first phase is getting in front of your warmest audience. So literally, that is all the people who are in front of you basically making them an offer. So that can start with your local community. That could start with your network. That can start with, hey, I'm doing this thing. If you know someone who is like this, like send them my way or have them DM me or have them send me an email. That That's your, your warm audience is like the core where you really want to start to generate some sales from there. And once you have that really working where you're seeing, okay, I, I'm in front of people and they are responding. They are, they are responding to me and we're getting on a call or we, they're, I'm getting the sale, essentially, then you can start to really expand your audience and get to a colder audience and start bringing in, you know, generating leads, whether it's from other people's audience speaking or starting to run ads. And you basically kind of, it's like, it's like a circle. You just make the circle bigger and bigger and you continually are looking at what's working and what's not working. Beautiful. So are we still... Got steps after this? Are we done? I mean, <laughs> I mean, yes and no, right? Yeah. Because it's essentially like you're selling every single week. So yeah. you need leads coming in every single day. So mm-hmm. how do you do that with however you decide? Your social media, your freebie, your speaking, your running ads. There's not that many ways. Yeah, if you no. like Google ways to generate traffic, yep. there's actually not 
you know, there's not that many ways. Mm -hmm. And then your next piece is to make sure you're getting sales every day. And then you have to make sure your clients are getting a result. So your program needs to be structured with a framework so you can onboard clients every single week. And so those clients are getting a result. And the cool thing is, or I don't know if this is extremely stressful, I choose to think that it's cool, is it's basically a circle because as you grow and as your group or your program expands, you have to continually up-level it because what you when we started our program in 2021, which sounds so crazy to me, it feels... We've been in business since 2011, but mm. we started this specific program in 2021. As in you went evergreen we in 2021, Nicole? So we went fully evergreen right. in twenty in 2021. Yep. Um, it started in 2020. Yep. We we were doing things live, like we were doing all of our trainings yeah. live, yep. and then it was like one client wrote an email in, and she was like, you know, I really like your program, but I can't watch these recordings, like they're too long. Yeah, and it was over the summer, and I was like. It's time. <laughs> it's time. So we were still doing everything live then. So we had to do like a big overhaul and re-record everything and redo the formula and redo the, the videos. And we did that up until, guess what? Again, we hit another milestone and it was time to improve things and to make sure things are working again. So mm -hmm. it's never done. Like if you think you're going to be in this business and be done then I, I think it's your expectations are going to be. Yeah. It's going to be hard because you're, you're, you're going to be disappointed. All right. Well, from the marketing and sales point of view, that's fairly simple, right? It's just like, well, as opposed to you do that making an offer to your audience once every 90 days, you're doing it every week. And it's not like I think a lot of people think that, oh, well, I've, that means I've got to post a reel or I've got to, if I'm talking Instagram, I've got to post a story every single week. There's different ways you can do it. So, you know, if you've got, if you've got Instagram, if you've got an email list, if you run ads, uh, if you've got a Facebook group, if you've got all these different, if you do local, technically it's like they're the marketing sources. So you can post mm -hmm. a story on Instagram one week. You can speak to people in the DMs. That's another way of gifts presenting an offer. You can do it to your email list, on your Facebook, local area. So... There's all different ways of doing it, but the point is, is that you're making offers every single week. Because if you don't make offers, you ain't gonna make sales. So cool, that's the marketing and sales component. It's super simple and it makes sense. So we're gonna go from making offers once every nine days to just making them every single week. Make it a goal and say, okay, where am I gonna make an offer this week? The goal is I have to make an offer here or a certain amount of offers to people. Cool. The last thing I want to end on is, okay, that's the marketing and sales. What about the program itself, setting it up so it can be evergreen? What are like some quick, simple steps where what do people need to do to set up a program that's evergreen? What's it need to yeah. have? Okay, so we call it the tiny promise timeline. And this is something that I have seen be the most important thing inside your evergreen enrollment. And that basically the tiny promise timeline is one, you communicating what their timeline of results should be. Now, a lot of people, they want to get their client the best result, right? Like I want to get all my clients to 
100k months like that that's my goal and my wish that might take three to five years by the way like just being honest depending on where they're coming in Mm. um unless they're coming in at like 80 and then it's probably going to be probably gonna be pretty fast but we want to have a clear communication of expectations of what the average timeline should be through your program so you want to do this first with like what what is 24 hours look like what does 48 hours look like what does a week look like what does 14 days look like what does 30 days look like and what does six weeks look like like you want to actually map it out and the way to do that is by looking at your clients who've had the most success. And you wanna say, okay, you basically wanna reverse engineer what happened when they came in. Okay, you think of your person, your top three people with the best results in your program. What happened? What was the first thing they did? And hopefully you can actually track this through your through your portal or whatever you're doing or your email or all of these things. Mm-hmm. What was the first thing that they did? Well, okay, they joined the Facebook group. They did this type of post. They did um they hosted this type of training and got this many sales. And you want to look for the average like the patterns between your clients who got the best results yeah. and then you create the timeline. Okay, so now when someone comes in within 24 hours, if you follow the onboard sequence, you should have your audience talking back. Mm -hmm. Within seven days, you should have your first sale if you follow the framework and you go along the suggested timeline. Mm -hmm. So having that is clear expectations for every for everybody. And I know that some people will say, well, I can't promise that results. Yes and no, you're promising that you will give them the deliverable that could lead to that result. Yeah. Now, if someone comes in and they say they took it took them, you know, three weeks to go through onboarding, then that's gone mm. because they didn't they didn't show up mm-hmm. and do what they needed to do. Or and and you can speak to this. Well, the average the the client who had an audience of a hundred people, a client who had this, this, and this, they experienced this. So I'm going to show you how to do that too. Cool. So is that a little bit um, related to what you mentioned before about what a successful client looks like? How they show up is a little bit related to that. Um, it's similar. I mean, it's of the same thing where you're basically reverse engineering and analyzing your best people and looking for those patterns. So how your client shows up is kind of like the things they do within the group. So that would be like within that would be join the Facebook group show up to one call a week, mm. ask a question, share a win. Those are kind of like behaviors. But the tiny promise timeline is really focused on your process to get them wins. Cool, cool, cool. Love that. All right. So apart from that, is there anything else that you can recommend when how people need to set their program so it's going to run on this evergreen system? The the other thing is (laughs) as experts, which we probably are, I have 12 years of marketing under my belt, and you probably have a lot too. It's really easy to fire hose our clients with everything we know, but they don't need everything we know. They need the need to know. 
So a good facilitator, a good teacher really understands that I don't need to give them my entire body of expertise in order for them to get a result. And I shouldn't Mm -hmm. because that's going to hinder their result. So if you can set it up, you probably, if you have a program you probably have a lot of fluff in there. You probably have a lot of extras. You probably have a lot. And we're continu- we, We're about to do another sweep of our program. We're continually cutting things out mm. because it gets, um, it gets bulky. So you really have to look at your program and say, what are the things that I have in here just because I want them in here to say I have 32,000 hours of content? That the value is not in more. The value is in getting them a result. So what is the minimum? Like it should take the least amount of steps. It's like the IKEA. Oh, this might be a bad reference because you might not have IKEA. We got IKEA. Okay, so you know it's like the IKEA <laughs> manual that's like nine hundred pages with every little screw. No one enjoys that. I mean, maybe some people do, but. We don't want the IKEA manual. We want like the one sheet. You know when you get you you get something and it's like four steps, like double sided versus the IKEA. No one should be the IKEA manual mm. unless you're like training your colleagues. Yeah, then that's appropriate. But most people, most of us are not. Yeah, nice. I, I'm pretty sure it was you. I read a post of yours yesterday that said about the what is value. Um, its value is getting someone to take action on something so then they feel something, they get a result and feel something. That was you, yeah? That was me. I like that. Wow, thank like, you. It, it was such a simple thing and I'm like, that's so interesting and it made me re-look, okay, my next post, my goal is to get someone to take action on something because, hey, we all sit there and go, oh, that was a great video that's a great reel we consume 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 we just sit there and do nothing with it it's not valuable it might be legit valuable right but if we don't do anything with it not valuable to us so that's a really good thing um that like i just will say something for that because thank you for bringing that up because if you look at like my content maybe depending on your perspective, right? Like you might say, oh, wow, she has a decent sized audience or she doesn't. If you have a million people in your audience and you probably would be like, her audience is pretty small. But what you just said is exactly why I do not live by my follower count, by my like count, because I just like pulled up that post really quick. It has 22 likes on it. Mm. But do I hear every single day that my content gets someone to buy and makes a difference in their life? So like you just sharing that with me, that that post had value for you, whether you liked it or commented or not, that's not the point. That's not how I measure value. I measure value by other things. Mm -hmm. And you just telling me that shows like it's the perfect point. That's awesome. Love that. That's really good. Hey, I hope you're enjoying today's episode so far. Make sure you click subscribe to stay up to date because we release a new podcast every single week. And if you're getting value out of this, then share it. Share it with the world. Share it with someone that you know that would also benefit from it. And hey, tag us over on Instagram at Luke underscore page and we'll give you a shout out for the support. Thank you so much. Let's get back into this. All right. So we're uh, done with time. Is there anything that you want to pop in now that you haven't mentioned? Oh my gosh, I don't like find a way to sell something to someone like business is so simple and we are in an age where you can keep it as simple as possible or as complicated as you want. And every time you complicate your business more, you procrastinate and you delay the sale 
and you delay helping someone. So the faster and the more direct you can be with your audience to get your program in the hands of someone you can help, the faster you'll make an impact on their life and and yours too. Awesome, Nicole. Now, anyone listening to this, they want to check you out. Where can they find you? I mean, I'm all about simplicity. So like Instagram, Nicole Culver, it's just my name. It's the easiest and fastest. Nicole, thank you so much for coming on. It's going to be, it's been a quick one, but it's been impactful. So thank you. Thanks for having me. Hey there, I hope you loved today's episode. If you did, I would really appreciate if you could leave us a review on the platform that you're listening to this on right now. You see, your help and support allows us to spread this podcast across the world and we can't do it without you. Apart from that, make sure you're following us over on Instagram at Luke underscore page.